3: Everybody. Greetings, buddy! Welcome back. Welcome. Greetings for the first time if you're brand new here. This is another episode of Don't Blame Me, where we, two wonderful genius smarty pants, give you life-changing, life-altering, quantum leaping <laughs> advice. Did you watch Quantum Leap back in the 90s? No, but I did audition for the reboot. Yeah. That's like... I will make references to TV shows. Mom's be like, "Oh, did you watch it?" I go, "No, I did for
0: the reboot." I was obsessed with it as like a five-year-old. Okay, yeah. And it seems cool. There was this other show called Morning Edition, where Kyle Chandler he would get tomorrow's paper that day. So, like, he would get tomorrow's okay. paper the next day. So he then he would like go around and try to like. Crime fight and fix things, mm-hmm. so then it wouldn't make it to the actual paper. Now, what about the lottery? That was one of the rules he couldn't Ugh, do it. I fucking I hate those. Like, I, wait, 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 rules. was it? Was it that, or was it that he could? Pl- I don't remember. Again, I was like five, but I think it was either he couldn't play or he could do it under a certain amount. Like it, like let's Who say, comes up with
3: these rules.
0: You know, if it was like the local lottery, and yeah. he could do it at a low amount. But you gotta think about it. He can't ball out. You know. Cause every day he could be a new millionaire. So he's gotta live in moderation.
3: Oh I guess you're right. So wait, so his only power was he just got the newspaper
0: a day early? Mm-hmm. I if I found out that like that was my power, I'd be like I mean it wasn't like an actual superpower. He just a cat would show up at his door and go and then the newspaper would be there. See, I would probably just ignore it <laughs>
3: if it was me. I'd just be like, "But you, i not messing with this one. shit." No, and that's why I wasn't. I wouldn't be you chosen. You wouldn't be chosen. It's so funny. I literally was like, "Why does his name sound familiar?" Mots and I watched Game Night last this past weekend, and he's in Game Night. And I told Mots, I was like, "I love you to Death. This needs to be the last time we watch this movie. I it stresses me out. It's like the perfect recipe of a movie that stresses me the fuck out. Doesn't stress me out as much as The Hangover, but it's pretty
0: close. I remember exactly where i was when i saw that movie for the first time and like it sits with me the movie is, yes it's like, like it, it does it is just your psyche it does
3: it's like interstellar but for your like what are your adrenals what are the things that like control like
0: stress hormones yeah your cortisol it's so stressful it is it is where were you i mean i was in my apartment the upstairs one. yeah And it was during the pandemic.
3: Mm.
0: And I was just sitting there. Heart Like, what is going on? I know. I saw it in theaters. And I was like, this is, I I thought I was coming in for a hee hee ha ha. No, no, no. There's Fabergé eggs.
3: FBI wanted like, like undercover list. And people just dying. It's so fucking stressful. Rachel McAdams is fantastic in it. But like it is my worst nightmare. Like you're doing like a haha, we love trivia night. We love like game night. We're doing a fake murder mystery kind of thing, and like psych turns out it's real.
0: But it is very good.
3: No, it's really fucking good, and that's why it stresses me out so much. Like I believe it. I'm like, this is painful. Um, but I've decided that I think that it has to be the last time I watch
0: it. I was like, <laughs> how many times have you seen it?
3: Twice. But it's just I I just don't think I can do it again. Okay. Like I was like, this is just it's hard. But he was in it, and I was like. What else is he in? And I looked it up, I was like, he's in everything. He's
0: in a lot of things. He's been a, a working actor for years.
3: He's funny, though. and mm-hmm. He's
0: funny and can do drama.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't do as many comedy stuff, but he is. He's a funny guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, oh, maybe we'll forgive him for having two first names.
0: Well, that's not his fault. That's his parents' fault.
3: Well, you know, pro- maybe not, because a lot of actors, it's. They choose that a stage is true. name.
0: That is true. Let's see. If yeah, he's...
3: Kyle Martin Chandler. He could have been Kyle Martin. His middle name is a Martin. last name. I was going
0: to say, all of his names are are firsty last names.
3: Martin. Oh, you're Martin oh my God, can be a first name. Yeah. Oh, so he was doomed from the start. Yeah. It is his parents' fault. Definitely has not uh, held him back, though.
0: No, not at all.
3: On this podcast, we will be changing hearts, minds, lives, souls, and whatever else we can
0: i was trying to think of what was the like diapers what the saying is from friday night lights it's like oh moss could eyes tight fist out something hearts alive <laughs>
3: this movie is like is camp like it's not it's, not just so a, it's a camp. tv show too. no no the fact that they've expanded in, like a movie into like a literal whole tv universe uh-huh michael like, b jordan was in it, it campy as hell it's so fucking camp, and they have these like impassioned football speeches when all the men are like shirtless in like the the locker room, and they're all like. Can we slapping say, boys,
0: because they're in high school.
3: The actors are. I mean, are they are they chill like kid Some child of them actors? Are. Okay, because to me, I go in order to look believable to f- play football, you got to be a little older. Have
0: you seen high school boys who play football? They are massive.
3: That's what I'm saying, but like you know, the idea of like actors. You're going to have to get, you know, it's not a not a huge crossover of actors who are also played football in high school. Like, it's usually more theater kids.
0: Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I wasn't that Moss off. Moss
3: would have been able to give you that in 0.5 seconds. There, Anytime I, like, have, like, a random, like, combination of words, he'll just, like, launch into, like, oh, it sounds like the, and he's like, something, laugh, like, I don't want your, and I'm like, okay. Yeah,
0: but once again, never seen movies or TV show. It's just part of the zeitgeist.
3: I should watch it. He'll love it. That's like a guaranteed to make him cry movie. <laughs> That's like a mod. It's like, I just need to cry. He'll just put on like that one speech from the movie. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's move through this. Anyways, uh, if you want to be on an upcoming episode, we will take your call, but we'll take your voicemail or your voice memo. So if you are based in the United States, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-6940-976 international callers you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. so you have three minutes to get out everything you need to say and the best way to do that is to write down what you need our help with what you need our advice on put everything down it will be anonymous include your age don't include your like name or anything like that um and tell us the whole the whole shebang the whole story give us the references if you're like we've got all this beef me and this person and I can't even get into the history. We need to get into like enough of the history so we can have a good,
0: a well-rounded character. When I was in high school, we <laughs> had to give a get up and give speeches in communications class. They had to be three minutes long. And that seemed like forever. Like it was a yeah. lot. And so I feel like three minutes is easy.
3: It's, it's easy when you write it down mm-hmm. because you don't have the spaces to be like, oh, and then or you repeat or whatever. Like when you write it down and you read it, I promise you have more than enough time. And if you want to listen to some previous episodes to kind of get a sense of how the other calls sound, please do. Because we can only give you the best advice based on the information you give us. And if you don't want us to infer the wrong thing, you got to give us that right thing. Mm-hmm. So we don't have you don't leave room for us to infer. Because we'll do it anyway. <laughs> I will. Have to be Asian over, have your parents' permission. I think that's the whole shebang. Shall we get into the episode? Let's do
4: it. Hi, Megan, Melissa. So I'm just gonna jump right in because it's kind of a lot. The story involves me, Sarah, 22 year old she/her, my sister Emma, 30 year old she/her, and Ava, 22 year old she/her. In 2019, I left home for my freshman year of college. I decided to use this time as an opportunity to stop being friends with my best friend since kindergarten. Her name is Ava. I made this decision because Ava and I had kind of a toxic friendship, and in our senior year, I kind of just became fed up with her behavior. She had a tendency to make everything about herself and made me feel like the only reason I had friends was because of her and also somehow made all of my accomplishments about her. Our goals and our morals just didn't align anymore. I think we were just naturally growing apart at this time and i used leaving for college as an opportunity to ghost her once i left for college ava started working with my sister emma because they started working together they became very close and became best friends themselves some backstory on my sister and i's relationship is that she and i have a big age gap so we've never really been that close and as i got older i felt like we were becoming better friends and had more in common. I've always wanted to have a good relationship with my sister, but she's made that very difficult over the years because of her complex relationship with our mom. Ava and Emma's friendship was very hurtful to me because I kind of saw it as a betrayal from my sister. I would see them posting on social media or people from my high school would send me pictures of them asking me why they were friends and telling me it was weird. I unfollowed Ava on all social media at this time. I've tried to keep my feelings about the relationship to myself because I really don't want to make it about me. And I feel as though if I tell my sister it bothers me, she'll just tell Ava. But it breaks my heart when I see them together because why can my sister have such a great relationship with Ava but not with me? It's been multiple years now of their friendship and it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. My question to you is, do you have any advice as to how to not let this bother me? I feel like it's hard to move forward with a relationship with my sister while she's friends with someone who I don't want in my life anymore. Do you think there's a way for me to have a relationship with my dis- with my sister despite their friendship? I don't know. Maybe I'm being crazy. This has just bothered me for way too long and I had to call you. I love you guys. Been listening to you since I was like 14 and I'm 22 now. So you guys are like my actual big sisters. And
0: I love you. So I think that's all my time. But bye. Here's the thing. They probably get along. Because you weren't close to either one of them and so there's probably the characteristics in them that you don't like yeah are probably characteristics that mesh well for them to be friends yeah and you know if you're not did you tell your sister why you weren't going to be friends with Ava it's Ava right yeah did you tell your sister why you didn't want to be friends with Ava anymore and explain like you were breaking you were ending the friendship like if they were just working together and Ava and Emma have no clue as to why you were actually ending the friendship then you know you were close to someone you spend a lot of time with them then like did you expect them to be enemies at work
3: yeah Um,
0: or maybe just like not become friends it seems like they're super close now but like it's I don't think it's that weird that they're friends if you don't like either one of them.
3: Yeah. Well, no, she likes her sister, but they're just not close and she wishes they were closer. But I think you needed to convey you have to.
0: She likes her sister, but they have issues because the sister is has has, has has their mom. Yeah. And so, like, it just might be like y'all y'all just aren't compatible compatible as friends. But like you can be. You can have a relationship with your sister that isn't like a close friendship.
3: Yeah, I think like, I mean, it really depends on like what the issues your sister has with your mom, because you do have a big age gap. So you probably got if that is also your sister's mom, you were raised by different moms. Mm -hmm. And so if if you really want to have a relationship with your sister and what's stopping and kind of getting in the way of that is your sister has a really strained relationship with your mom. Like then you have to be like, okay, then do I, what am I going to do about that? Like you can't ask someone who has a strained relationship with someone else to be like, well, I'm fine with them. So I need you to like, look pa-. like you have to have a conversation. Like you can't just have one person meet you where you are. Like yeah, you both have
0: to compromise. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, she has a strange relationship with her Oh my mom. God. You're
3: and you have, you a, have, strange have a strange rela- relationship
0: with your friend that you had since kindergarten. Yeah. So it kind of... <laughs>
3: yeah, no, it's pretty parallel. You're right. Like, you just have to communicate. And as a ghoster, there is something... <laughs> there's something important when it comes to ghosting where if, the, if it's not an awkward ghost, if it's like a, I'm really fucking done with you, if it's a cutout ghost, then it can't be a ghosting situation to the people who you're close to. Like they need to know why, they need to know the reasoning. Like I've ghosted people and like Melissa knows and it's like, you know, it we both are like, okay, we 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 get it. It's not like, oh, I ghosted this person and then I've eluded from everybody else. Or, like nobody else like knows what happens because yeah, then you don't really have it puts you in a position like this where it's like you can't control the 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 narrative at this point. Like it feels a little odd and if if it is important to you that the people you're close with aren't friends with someone or don't associate with someone like that's totally fine. But they need to know that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And they can also still make their own choices. And then from there, it's not like, well, I forbid you from seeing them. It's like, OK, well, then my boundary is I'm not going to be friends with this person anymore. So I don't think this is odd that it bothers you. Because, yeah, I think it's
0: totally normal. Yeah, that it bothers you. It's
3: two people who you feel let down by one in like a sister relationship, one in a friendship. And then you're seeing that they're getting along really well and it can feel really random. But I think Melissa's right. Like if to the crux of it, that they're just like very different people than you, then what they're bonding over and what they really have in common is probably the traits that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And or sometimes like this is this, I know this isn't like always a comforting feeling to some people, but like someone can be like a horrible friend or a horrible partner and it's not because of who you are it's because of how the relationship is like you're not compatible so then they might not be a horrible friend to somebody else but that doesn't mean that you should change yourself to be like that other person it's Mm -hmm. it's like life telling you like oh you're not compatible don't change yourself so you are compatible with this person like this is this is the sign this is the omen like this is the indicator that this is not right and we shouldn't be molding ourselves to fit every relationship because Every relationship will be will be different. So there's a chance that she's a better friend to Emma and Emma is a better like older sister figure to her and that it can feel like that has something to do with you. But but it doesn't Mm -hmm. like and I do think that when people choose to be good people to a selective number of people, I don't view that as like true goodness like as like, oh, I'm a really great person, but I'm only going to be nice. I'm a really nice person, but I'm only going to be nice to these people. I'm like, okay, so that's like a selective thing that like there's either issues that they also have on their side where it's a strained relationship, not just in your eyes, or they're not the people you want to be friends with or be close to.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's, for me, it's not like them choosing to be nice or whatever. Yeah. It can just be like, you said that you and Ava have different morals and values and maybe Ava and Emma have like similar morals and values. So like for them, it makes more sense for them to have a friendship where with you it doesn't.
3: Yeah. Because like my thing is like if someone's like in the idea of like choosing to be nice when it's like not your character, then it's like, okay, either they align in morals or one of them is pretending they don't. And then I'm like, OK, like I don't view that as a positive trait, even though on paper it might be like, oh, like we align now. It goes, But I know that's actually not the truth. You haven't changed your mind or whatever. It's so, like for me, I would always rather like someone be genuine, whether that's I like who they are or I don't like who they are. Mm-hmm. And so I think right now you're looking at this of they're getting along
0: in spite of. you.
3: Yeah. And to you, you're viewing this as. a a kind of like a universal act where it's like well I assume in the ways they've let me down they're not letting each other down but Mm -hmm. it's either they haven't set that expectation so they're not letting each other down in that instance or they're mutually letting each other down or they just it's social media and you're not like seeing all of those parts to it and I would without a doubt feel like betrayed in this sense but in order to I think truly get a grasp on this more. I think you're you're romanticizing your your sister. Like I think you're having this like hands-off kind of view and relationship of like what you wanted your relationship to be, and that she's the one who's choosing mm-hmm. not to do that. And if that's really the case, if like her beef with her your mom and stuff, like if that's if she's the awful one in the situation, I don't think that you would want to have a relationship with her. Like I think you're yearn. Yearning to have a relationship with her is because you do like her as a person and you're recognizing that the only real strain there is the relationship with your mom and that's not turning you against her. So I think you do know that there's like some merit there to it, but you just might not be ready to figure out what the compromise is there and how you view your mom and how she views your mom and what the relationship is like moving forward because right now it's not moving forward because I don't think there's any sort of recognition and compromise and it can be on both sides Mm -hmm. like that you know I've got people in my life where like we have very different relationships with certain people and like I draw a very hard boundary with it and it's like if you're not gonna respect that boundary I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna dip out but Mm -hmm. you have to communicate all of this because also like your sister didn't did you did your sister know that you're like I really wanted to like get closer and have a better relationship with her and then if she knew that and she knew that you had all of these issues with your friend then that's the problem yeah and i and i don't think that you did that because you're still like you're feeling hurt by it and it's a little bit easier for some for and i'm like this sometimes where it's like i don't want to ask for something or tell someone something because that can make it feel like not as genuine or it can feel like forced or something like I, i want people to do something on their own accord But we're the center of our own universe. Everyone else is the center of their own universe. And so without knowing that we're hurting someone, I would, if I'm going to be an asshole to someone, I would prefer to do it on purpose. I would prefer to like have someone know that I'm doing that. And I think highly of people who will tell me like, oh, that and I'm like, oh, fantastic. Yes, I didn't mean to do that. Now you've told me I can course correct or change that up or give me the opportunity to not disappoint you. And I think it'll continue to build resentment if you're not honest.
0: Yes. With yeah. the people in your life. I think you got to communicate, too. I mean, if you don't want to have a relationship with Ava at all, then like you don't have to tell yeah. her anything. But with Emma, you need to because you want like you want. Things from her. You don't want anything from Mm -hmm. Ava. So yeah, just be truthful.
3: Yeah. And like people will disappoint you whether or not you give them the opportunity to or not. And not giving them that opportunity doesn't prevent them from disappointing you. And she disappointed you here and she didn't even know. And I think this is.
0: You don't know if she doesn't. Did she say that she doesn't know why they're not friends? That Emma doesn't know why they're not friends anymore? I think she said that. I would assume so, because if. Emma
3: did know, there would be some animosity towards Emma, not just a continued longing for a relationship. Yeah. So I just think if you communicate more, it's definitely scary and it's hard. But the answer at the end of the day will be the same whether or not you ask it at the start or you see the results of the aftermath. Mm -hmm. All that you gain there is the time to process and prepare yourself for a potential hurt, you know? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to getting your hopes up and then having it kind of crumble. Like you gotta get in the driver's seat of of this. But yeah, I I this would without a doubt, like I'm coming at this from like a objective third party perspective. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, this would bother the shit out of me.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking about if my sisters befriended people that they knew I disliked, I'd be so mad. Mm-hmm so fucking mad
3: no like I reposted something on my Instagram story no I reposted it on TikTok and you texted me and you were just like oh I've got beef with this person and I go I'm unreposting it right like, I didn't even ask uh-huh. Melissa like what happened and I was immediately just petty like,
0: beef like so petty here's the
3: thing I don't care but you didn't care I don't care I'm like oh fucking dead to me like <laughs> that's just that's just truly like this whole thing of like oh I'm just like unobjective then I'm like so, how much stake do you put into your friendships and like the choosing the people you are friends with? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 you tell me we have to jump off this bridge. I go, I'm fucking there. Like, yeah. I don't know, I, I, but I, I don't know that. I don't think everyone's like that with friends. Yeah, like, everybody's yeah. not.
0: Some people are able to navigate, you know, straddling the lines and things. But I'm, I'm a all or nothing.
3: No, me fucking too. I there's only a couple things I struggle.
0: <laughs> On that note, all right, we're gonna take a break.
1: Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
0: It's only the beginning. We both like a a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much
3: can't wait and we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor and we know y'all are already going to love this plus we've been recommended this so many times mm-hmm. so i uh, we we've already got fans in you try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code petals that is your first book $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code petals And we're back, and it's time for the rest of the calls. Hi, my name is Melissa. I'm a 19-year-old college freshman, and I use she, her pronouns. This
5: past Sunday was my 19th birthday, and I had a party Saturday night and then a brunch picnic Sunday afternoon, both of which I had been planning for months. I have three roommates, and I invited the boyfriend, Nick, to him, of one of them, Jenny, she, her. Jenny and Nick met through my girlfriend, Ellie, any pronouns. So I thought it was a good idea to invite him as he's close with one of my best friends and my girlfriend. Over the last few months, a lot of comments he has made has rubbed me the wrong way. He tends to victimize himself as a straight white man in today's society, and he once talked about how he thinks it's way when people are part of the LGBTQ plus community make being gay their whole personality, which I personally think is never okay for a straight cis person to say. For context, all of my roommates and I are fire pan, which includes Jenny. Most of my friends that were at my party are part of the LGBTQ community. About 30 minutes into my birthday party on Saturday night, he stepped out to get some air for a reason I am not aware of. And then soon after, Jenny and him were talking in the hallway for a while. And basically were in and out of my room all night and missed over half of my party. The next morning at brunch, where he had, the up went to sit under a tree for half of it back to and then shortly afterwards, I got a text from Nick to the group chat with everyone that was at the brunch that he had some things he wanted to say to us. And then he proceeded to text the group chat for the paragraph, and I will read you some of the highlights. I think going forward, I'm going to be spending less time here. I keep trying to belong to this group, but I think I'm trying too hard. We're just very different people. I'm proud of the effort I made for all of you, especially because I'm proud to have become close with people I wouldn't have imagined speaking out a year ago. And what kills me is that all of this is coinciding with insert my name here's birthday. I still want to be friends with many of you. I'm making time away to figure out how to be more comfortable with being myself around you all. I have since learned that he has been uncomfortable with some of the jokes i make towards each other as we awesome often joke about sex. However, he has never brought this up to any of us directly, which could have prevented all of this from happening. I still don't totally understand what exactly we have done that has made him upset, but if he had told me and my roommates, we would have obviously changed our behavior around him. What I need advice on is how do I approach interactions with him going forward, as I am still very upset about this whole thing. Miss and has have a dick appointment in our room later this week, and so I'm not sure if we're going to actually see him afterwards or what, because usually he stays longer afterwards to hang out. I also don't know if I should tell Janie that this is bothering me, as she has not acknowledged any of it to me since the parties. But anyways, thank you for any help. I think you've
0: seen me. Bye. My question is, and I'm not trying to be mean, but why are you putting so much effort into being friends with somebody that doesn't want to be friends?
3: My question is, so he's uncomfortable with the sexual jokes. Is it the sexual jokes that you and your girlfriend... So he's just homophobic? Yes. Okay, so that's like... I think he says he's
0: uncomfortable around
3: all of you. And you've said most of us aren't straight. Yes. And the sexual jokes like so unless I missed that, like, were people who have previously slept with his girlfriend making sexual jokes about having slept with his girlfriend? Because to me, that's the only
0: that's the only reason. To yeah. Be. And like it's like and he's saying a year ago, he wouldn't have been friends with y'all. Yeah. Like the whole he's- coded message is <gasps> homophobic.
3: and I don't even think it's that coded. No, no, no. But like in in the you the caller didn't explicitly say he's homophobic, but he's. Yeah, say, I'm saying that the one way that I this wouldn't be homophobic to me is if people were making sexual jokes about how they had slept with his in front of him, and that made him uncomfortable. But his message is not that. It's. I'm homophobic and I thought I could handle it, but I, I can't. And I should be getting a gold star because I'm doing, you don't even know last year. Me like couldn't ever have done this. Like, and this is just too much. So uh, point blank, like you, you treat him and you deal with him. Like you do any other homophobic bigot. Mm-hmm. Like, and it seems if i didn't, if I heard you correctly, Jenny is his girlfriend and Jenny is one of your roommates. And Jenny hasn't spoken to you about this you have no relationship with this man. You have a relationship with Jenny.
0: Uh-huh. And you only invited him because yeah. he's Jenny's boyfriend.
3: Yeah. If Jenny hasn't reached out to you to talk about this, this I don't view as a friendship issue. This I view as a, a roommate issue because having a roommate whose boyfriend is homophobic is very different than having a friend whose boyfriend is who's homophobic because one of them puts your like f- personal safety and comfortability uh, that you don't opt in to your living situation like you have to leave your house as opposed to like a friendship where you're going to go hang out with someone this is not that so I think you I wouldn't even deal with him I would approach her in a roommate situation of like this makes me supremely uncomfortable yeah
0: and then he had like he had to announce his departure like, from half the friend so group, embarrassing. where he could have just not said anything and ghosted away like, like we just we met you three times he wants you to know how he feels about the situation but you know he's a little bit good because he you know he's made an effort with half the people that he's okay with being friends with and i want y'all like to look at like which half he's picking oh wait which part did you mean
3: he said, said that, that part.
0: he's he said that like i i still want to be friends with some of you
3: oh so the people who either in his mind or not visibly yeah or vocally
0: yeah and he's also complained about being he's about like how hard it is to or be people, a white man at this time
3: and people who are LGBT part of the LGBTQ making it their entire personality yeah dare I say you've made being a straight, straight man of mm-hmm. <laughs> your
0: entire personality yes a straight white man yeah your entire personality so why are you trying so hard
3: yeah, obviously, like, I'm not one to be like, oh, women, women need to be held accountable for the actions of men. But in this instance, I would take out the friendship you have with Jenny. And this is a, this is a roommate. And this is like a this is a roommate issue. Like you have a the part the person that you are dating and who you're bringing over here has made it abundantly clear that like he's homophobic. And that affects me to my core. And yes. he specifically singled out. Me and I think you specifically singled out you and your girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you specifically singled us out.
0: And I don't think that you need to change your behavior no. based on if he's in the room or not. And also, he's a reflection of her.
3: That, that's what I was gonna say. So, like the whole thing of like women shouldn't be responsible for that. I go well when you're choosing the the men that you're surrounding yourself with and they're not hidden actions. That's like when someone is like saying something and making a statement, like and you I think knowing something and letting a man letting letting standing by a man who's gonna be awful like that, that is a that's a choice. Mm-hmm. That is a choice. Predicting something in the future that you don't know that's going to happen, you're not not responsible for that. But that truly does reflect on her and It doesn't even seem like she's even being good friend. You said like for the party, like she was like, they were like
0: in and out of your room. Yeah. Which uh, stay the fuck out of my room.
3: Yeah. If you're so uncomfortable about sexual jokes, why are you in my room? I fuck in that room. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Oh, not, not, not so uncomfortable there. Like, ugh, this is just, yeah, he's not your problem. He
0: is a problem. But he's yeah, not your he, problem.
3: Exactly. He's a problem. He's not your problem. She is a pro she is your problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if she is a problem. She will, her response to this will tell you if she's a problem or not. But you have three roommates. So I would just say that, like at that point, like you, if you're not comfortable with this, like I would just treat this this as a roommate issue. Mm-hmm. And we need to figure out how we're gonna do this so we all feel comfortable and safe here. And the answer to that is not ever going to be someone who lives there and pays rent leaving. The answer is going to be the person who pays rent there, who's with someone who makes them uncomfortable. You go to the uncomfortable. You don't leave because you're
0: uncomfortable. I'm also thinking about this is the fact that it was at your birthday party and he wanted you to censor yourself at your birthday party and then you were saying that you would have done it if you would have known. Don't change who you are for other people's comfortability.
3: Yeah, especially people you don't like don't respect and you don't know. Like, it's not like, a oh, I would I, I am inspired by this person and I think there's some merit to what they're saying. It's mm-hmm. no, th- there, there's not. And he has a lot of fucking audacity to be invited to someone's birthday party as a fucking pity invite because of a, a roommate's partner making shitty fucking statements. And then making the entire thing about him starting a goddamn fucking group chat after your birthday. Like, this is an intention. This is like so many of these like bigoted cis white men, like the the desire is attention. The -hmm. desire is so badly fucking attention. And this is what he wanted. He wants attention. He wants to be the he wants to be the ordeal he wants to
0: be the ordeal. And then he wants people to conform to who he
6: is.
3: Yeah. Or they want he wants people to fight him. He wants he wants to be involved in all of this. Like him saying, I'm removing myself from the situation. Just that is someone. Yourself. Exactly. That is someone who wants to make he wants to make a splash. He wants to make a hub up. He wants people to talk about him. He wants there to be a confrontation like he wants to. He wants you to follow up on this. Like, he wants to have given you homework and for you to improve. He wants to kind of have those puppet strings there. And you just ignore him. Like, you, he doesn't fucking exist to any of you. Yeah, She's the issue that it needs to be dealt with. And her not saying anything or bringing it up, like, to me, that's really not okay.
0: All right, next call. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I
4: am 22, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm calling in for kind of a small issue, but something I'd love advice about if you can. It is almost Pride Month, and as a hella proud gay slash clear ass bitch, I am so excited to celebrate all month long. Uh, Pride Month for me means Pride Fest slash Pride Weekend is coming up, which in my city is two days long. It's the parade, and then the Pride Fair is what I would call it. For me, every year, this is like a full-blown holiday. Like, it is one of the major highlights of my summer, and I just make it a priority to connect connect (laughs) with old friends and catch up and just... Enjoy the summer day, enjoy good-ass food, drinks. just like have a good time, you know? But the reason why I'm calling is because last year, I spread myself way too thin in terms of a pride group, per, per se. So I, what I did is I pretty much put every queer friend I have in a group chat and was like, let's all hang out. Like, let's do the day together. Um, this was very exciting for me and theory. Logistically, though, very stressful. Don't want to do it again this year. It was so hard to do because it was just, like, hard to do what everyone wanted to do. Also, every year, there's always one or two people who, like, last minute join in and might not have a lot of queer friends. So they don't know my friends. And I'm, like, trying to introduce them to everyone. And I'm, like, running around like a mother hen, just wanting to make sure everyone is feeling included and having fun. But then I'm stressed. And I get caught up in, like, what everyone else wants to do. And I don't know if I want – I just, like, don't want to do that this year, you know? So I'm trying to figure out how to pride or plan my group this year. And I just want to see what you guys think. How do I make sure that I can see different friends that day without committing to the whole day with all of these people? I want to make sure I have a good time and not overcommit like last year, but also be flexible enough so that maybe if there's someone who has never been to Pride but is interested in going this year can come and, like, feel safe enough to tag along. Should I take, like, two friends to hang out with and then see others, uh like, sporadically throughout the day? I have a friend that I, like, have gone every year with, and I have, like, my two roommates, which are my best friends. And then there's, like, my party friends, my my high school friends. Like, there's different layers and levels of friends. Yeah, so grandfathers, I'm definitely the person who, like, really struggles to plan my own birthday parties because there's all these people, and I don't know how people interact. And I'm talking really fast so I can get it all in, which I'm probably going to get roasted about. I'm so sorry, Melissa. Um, I did write things down. I just lost a thought. Um, so, yeah, hope this helps. hope you have advice. Love you both so much. Have a great
0: day. You are stressing me the fuck out. Like, daddy, chill. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dead to me. With love, I don't think you're flexible.
0: I, you're not flexible at yeah. all. You, You're a person that likes to plan. And if you don't want to plan this year, all you have to do is just say, i'm going here and just go and don't feel like that you have to organize the whole thing like it's already an organized event event. you You don't don't need to micro micro organize within your friend group just exist like just go just have Mm -hmm. fun also pride is like a month long and so if you don't if you don't see everybody at the at the fest that you were talking about throw a brunch later in the in the month like you can you you seem like you like to plan things, even mm-hmm. though it stresses you out, like you can do other things that don't just fall on the fest. Like just go to the fest. Enjoy yourself. Don't try to overextend yourself. Just go to enjoy yourself. Calm down.
3: No, that's a great call. Like you're a planner. And if you can free ball it, like Melissa saying, and like just not plan. Totally do that. If you need to have a plan, then start like the day before, two days before, throw a brunch, throw a dinner for everyone to come. And then at the end, throw another brunch yeah. or dinner or something like that. Create two events that aren't on the same day as the other event, because mm-hmm. you're not able to, to to throw it all in those days and you're not going to have fun. And I obviously can't compare to Pride, but to give a, comp- a only thing that I can think of in a Fair kind of way of like putting pressure on one event. I grew up; we had a f- festival in my home in my town, and I remember in fucking middle school the idea of like planning, like okay, well, I'm going to see this friend here and this friend here and all this, and I go, but I can also see this friend at school, yeah. or like I can hang out with it, and it would just be so much pressure that I would then be like, okay, well, I'm going to go meet this person to do this thing here, but like we're gonna get lunch, but like I already was getting a snack with another person so that I'm not hungry, and like I really wanted to go do like face painting and. I didn't schedule something to do that. And I thought I would do it my free time. And I'm now kind of essentially taking meetings with friends as Mm -hmm. opposed to like doing the things at the event that I want to do. And now I've made the event about a bunch of little mini events that I didn't need to to do. I would suggest that like you don't have to do anything to go out of your way to make sure that other people are going to feel included. If you include people, your job is done. Like you don't have to be like, well, how can I make sure that people know that if they're anyone new, you tell your friends like, hey, you go with your roommate, you go with two or three people and you guys have plans, you know who else is going to be there. And I would just have the people who you're close with have your locations on on your phone. And so if it's like, oh, you're right by here, like, let me go, like, go with the flow with that time period and the time that you're there, knowing that this will happen again next year, it'll happen the year, like again, the year after. And when you let people know that, like, oh, if you have friends who like are coming who like don't have anyone, like totally tell feel free to tell them to come. That's all you have to do to That's be including to is do. just include someone.
0: Yes. Like and pride itself, this fest that you're mm-hmm. going to is about inclusivity and strangers will be nice yeah. to everyone. Like it doesn't have to be like you taking care of everyone.
3: No, there's no tasks mm-hmm. oriented with including, like, all you have to do is be kind and include someone. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to do that with Gestures, you just do that with being genuine. Yeah, and this, I think, like you—you said this is like the peak of your summer, and I think you need to extend this. I mm-hmm. think that this can be a really good, fun two days, but like, there's a reason why it's Pride Month. Like, right. you need to stretch. Maybe it's like a week this year. Maybe next year it'll be like more time than that. But instead of trying to shove everything into a one to two day span, I think you need to spread it out for your own sanity because. Even if these are people you're seeing all the time, but it feels different in the celebratory nature and like what you guys are all doing and just like the vibes, that's completely legitimate. So keep the vibes going and extend that out over over like a week, I would say, at least. Yeah. And I think the first time you do it and you realize like you're still going to have a great time and you might not have seen someone who you wanted to see, you'll, you can then, then make follow
0: up plans. Yeah. And, you know, you're not just going to be gay for this month.
3: no i mean there's no there's the
0: time is not running out like black history is not just the month for me like it's not just february i exist every every day of the year so yep men's rights month
3: which is like november or something Uh like that hell we know they're fucking they're wielding that shit for centuries centuries so i think that there's something to be said about like the jubilant nature of a Mm -hmm. community or whether it's like I mean you know target has their pride collection but like even like small businesses (laughs) will have things where it feels like I'm not trying to diminish this and I think that but like Christmas like when it's Christmas time there's just a like there's it's it's a visual representation it's in the air it's on the movies you're watching like it's on the content like all of this kind of stuff and I think that there's more opportunity for you to make it a whole fucking month long and then maybe you'll call next year and be like, holy shit, I started all these other things and now I'm even more stressed and we'll cross that bridge. Yeah, get but it, it doesn't
0: have to be a thing, you know, No, it yeah. can just be, hey, we're all meeting here mm-hmm. for dinner on June 28th.
3: Yeah. And if you're a planner, like how did you spread yourself too thin? Like what was like the course correction? Because for me. I'm not a not planning kind of person, but every time I plan something and I'm like, oh, I spread myself too thin, I like we will do a self inventory. And if it's like, okay, if it was cooking related, like I made way too many things, there were things I didn't really care about that next time I'm going to offload that responsibility onto someone else. Because if it's something of like, you know, I wasn't regularly eating enough, like I didn't feel like I was really tired, then it's like, okay, so we have to fix, how can we make sure we're drinking water, packing snacks, taking a nap during the day? Like there's still ways to, be true to your plan or nature self and ha- not come out of like a, a weekend, like absolutely wrecked. Right. So figuring out what those, the, the spots that you could use improvement on and do that.
0: I'm still frazzled. No, I know, call. but
3: you have to say that you have the most infectious laugh. Like you put that in a, di- like I, it made me smile. Mm-hmm. Great laugh. Great, great laugh. Great energy. Great vibes.
0: All right. We're going to take another break. We're back let's listen to our last call Woo.
7: hello megan and melissa i go by data pronouns and i am 25 years old that's a lie i'm turning 26 soon but um this phone call is about my therapist let's just call her barbara and she's she, her pronouns i forgot what how old she is so i've been seeing barbara for um almost two years now i've been seeing her for um my trauma my eating disorder and the general depression, anxiety. I don't know if this is important, but I did find my uh, therapist through psychology.com. But I don't know what the heck happened, like in March. I kind of went off with her, like when she came back from her trip to Mexico for her anniversary. um, She kind of said something that made I me mean, feel some type of way. She literally was like, Come on, to the land of your people. I'm like, "Lady, just because I'm Hispanic it doesn't mean I'm from Mexico. Like, literally, there's other that goes out there, and not from Hagel. And then she literally had the audacity to be like, Are you sure? I'm like, Yes, I know what runs in my blood. But she knows that I'm also struggling with eating disorder. She like once looked at my thighs and was like, What happened? And I'm like, You know what happened? I'm not eating, you bitch. I did not call her a bitch, by the way. <laughs> but um, I wish I did. But one thing that I wish I did call her a bitch, she like looked at me once, like, So my therapy sessions are usually. Right after work, like, I clocked at a 3, my sessions were at 3.30. And when I met up with her, she looked at me um, and was like, you look depressed. I'm like, uh, no, tired from work, yes, but no. And then she, when I told her no, like, she was like, you don't need to lie, this is a therapy, this is a safe space. And I'm like, I'm not lying, Barbara. And then she, like, looked at me and was like, I know what it is. You're not wearing any makeup. And I literally do not wear makeup to work or to therapy because um, I work in a manufacturing company, so it's just going to sweat it off. So what's the point? And my makeup is excessive. So no, thank you. But I was like mad because I'm just like, did this actually really like made me feel ugly just now? Because no, that is not okay. I literally was like telling her like, I literally got off work, Barbara. And she was like, could you do like three hours like a normal self? And I'm like, My normal stuff, like, she knows I have an eight-hour shift Monday through Friday job, so I was like, what the hell? So, like, how do I, like, tell my therapist, like, I don't know, I don't want to see her anymore, do I just, like, not show up or what? Because my past therapy sessions, my first therapist, uh, she ended up moving to the other side of the States, so she fired me. And the other one fired me because my depression gave her depression. So how do I, like, tell my therapist, I don't want to see you anymore?
3: I mean, I would. She sounds awful. No, I would. I I think she sounds awful. I would fully ghost her. I am curious, though. You said this is a pretty big shift from her. Like, you've been seeing her for a while. She went on this trip to Mexico and like. Made a
0: racist comment. Yeah.
3: And like. Then started making comments about like your body and like how you look and like not even being correct about things of like, oh, your normal shift, which is three hours. And it's like, no, my normal shift is eight hours. Because I would say if you've had a really wonderful relationship with her thus far, and you have a desire to be like honest with her and be like, I don't know what the hell happened, I think you're without a doubt like I wouldn't I wouldn't swallow that if that's like
0: what you want to do. But if your instinct is to ghost, like fucking ghost, ghost, like I had a therapist who wasn't even as bad, nowhere near as bad as this, but she just used she would like clam onto things that I wasn't what I was going to therapy for I fucking hate I'm like I'm here to talk about this why are you talking about something that has nothing to do with this Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and she also would bring up like personal things that she thought I guess would make us closer to each other and I was just like just made me think less of you but I didn't say it to her but why are you telling me personal information about yeah. yourself?
3: It's no, it's like some, some I love when our my old therapist, like I loved when she would, but she did it after a long while and in a way that was not more than a sentence. Or when she told me it was like based on how you've responded to things I've said, this makes sense to me yes. that you are like I can tell you understand. And now you've confirmed you like, but you know what I mean? Like you breadcrumb that. Mm-hmm. You don't just be like, Well, I get that because one time and you're like, Yeah, no.
0: But in order to go to therapy, you have to pay for it or somebody, your insurance has to pay for it. You just don't go and then you don't pay for it. Just don't re-up. Don't schedule a new appointment. Ghosting is perfectly fine in this situation. You are the customer Mm -hmm. in this situation and your therapist is providing a service and you are no longer happy with this service. So you will take your business elsewhere.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've ghosted many uh professional like what mental health professional doctor like whatever like I've just I've ghosted and there's also been times when like my instinct is like I've wanted to say like why and you just have to go with what you want to do like ghosting is not the more appropriate manner telling them having a formal email and explaining and like ripping them to shreds is not a more what was the word I used the first time. They're both equally as valid mm-hmm. things. So, like, there's not one way that's like more professional or more suitable or what you're supposed to do. They're both equal, equal options. It just has to be whatever you want to do. Because if you want to chew her out in an email and tell her like this was incredibly all of that kind of stuff, and you don't do that, that's going to be kind of bubbling there for yeah. you. Yeah, what's going to be
0: cathartic for yeah, you? Yeah,
3: and if but if you if you want to ghost and then you reach out and then you're just like oh i'm really not i like not to use a the therapy term like emotionally dysregulated and like this is like heads like really sets me off and like now i'm super unchecked and like i'm really not feeling tight like i'm really struggling now then don't do that like you just have to go with whatever your gut is there's no like way to go about this the only like actual things you have to do is if they're on auto payments and charges like making yeah. sure those things are being canceled but other than that like you just have to Whatever's most cathartic. Yeah.
0: Also, if you never wear makeup to therapy. No that's exactly what I was saying. I was like, do are they, they v- follow yeah? Yeah, they're looking at you on social media yeah. or something. That's weird.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. And if you have the capacity, I would also report the fact that they're making racist comments. Mm-hmm. But only if you have the capacity to do that, because you know, that's not your responsibility. That's her responsibility to not do that.
0: <sighs> all I could think of is that I don't watch the Kardashians, but that sound pops up all oh my the time. When I
3: say literally every day, when we're in, we're the, in land the land of, of your people. people, this is not the land of our people. people. This, this is, is Glendale. Almost every time I go to Glendale, <laughs> I say that to mods, and he was like, what the fuck is that from? And I was like, oh, I have to show you. And he was like, wait, this is like really funny. I go, no, there's like some very funny moments on that show. This isn't the land of our people. This is Glendale. So.
0: Oh, That was very orgasmic. (laughs) You seem very pleased with yourself. Anyways,
3: that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to leave a review, please do so. You can review the specific episode on Spotify. You can review the whole show. You can read the show on the podcast app, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. You can join our Patreon and you can give us a call if you want to be on an upcoming episode. And if you have been on a previous episode and we gave you advice, you want to give us an update, send us an email meganpodcast at gmail.com you can send us an update we can yeah you don't if
0: you're not available to jump on a call just send us an email yeah we'll read it
3: we like it we can if i take my meds
0: i can i can read if you'd like us to do a dramatic reading of it if you wrote it like in like screenplay or play format and then we could and then we could act it out i would also enjoy that we we would love that if you tell me like okay
3: character I think Natalie Portman meets Martin Short I'll be like ooh okay how am I gonna tackle a this challenge. it's a challenge it'll be fun let me know um, <laughs> people do this it's just like oh god they really are on strike we're like <laughs> mm, desperate oh anyways um, anything else. That's it. Follow us on social, follow the show on social and um, stay tuned and make sure you're subscribed to the show and the feed so you can see the rest of the episodes we release all week. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa Demonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions.
3: Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.